Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stubby, very much. Welcome back. If you just got here, welcome. If you aren't here, can't talk to you. Give us a call, won't you please? I have two open lines right now at 888-787-KLIF. Two open lines and an hour ahead. Love to hear from you. Ace Hardware Store sponsored this hour, sponsored last hour, all year long. Please go into your neighborhood Ace Hardware and let them know you appreciate that. That would be appreciated by Neil. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-KLIF. Five five four three, and uh, before we go back to Greg, let me get a, a quick uh, break uh, in here, and that'll keep me right on track here. Uh, Womack Nursery. Womack Nursery is uh, is a great place, historic almost at this point. They founded in the 1930s, and is now a third generation family business in DeLeon, Texas. And you say, well, Neil, that's a long ways. How did you how did you pick out a, a nursery clear in DeLeon to uh, advertise? And well, that's because most of what they sell they sell by mail order, and uh, they'll ship it to you. And uh, this is the place that works so closely with Texas A&M horticulturists, and and makes sure that they they make sure that they always have the A&M recommended varieties of fruit and pecan trees, grapes, blackberries, all those fruit and pecan varieties that you want to plant that you need for your area. You know, what's really sad is when you see at some of the big national chain stores, you see varieties that are no way adapted to your part of the state of Texas. They're just not recommended. And uh, Womack Nursery will will do you right. When you buy from them, you're buying varieties that are adapted. Let them guide you if, if you don't know. Let them guide you. But if you go to the Texas A&M website, you'll see the best varieties. If you have my book that I've been advertising, you'll have those. You'll know what the varieties are. Because I work with Texas A&M and I, I paid a lot of attention when I was writing the book. Womack Nursery will recommend varieties for your area. Now, they do sell out of some of the most popular varieties, so order as early as you can. They send their their, uh, trees and vines bare-rooted, and so it has to be done during the winter. Shipping starts in December and ends by the end of February, so you are needing to get these orders in. Womack Nursery, W-O-M-A-C-K, womacknursery.com. They're at 2551 State Highway 6. If you want to drive there to look around or whatever you want to do, pick up your your, uh, fruit trees, uh, pecan trees at 2551 State Highway 6 in DeLeon, Texas, D-E capital L-E-O-N, at 76444. Their phone number open Monday through Saturday, 254-893-893. Six four nine seven. One more time. It's two five four eight nine three sixty four ninety seven. WomackNursery dot com. I'm Alan from Hewlin Ace Hardware in Fort Worth. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Traeger products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Alan. He's Hewlin Ace Hardware. He also is Justin Ace Hardware, and he also is Denton County Ace Hardware. I haven't got an official word that that one is open yet, but it's close if it isn't already. Once again, call now, won't you please? Let's fill up those phone lines at 888-787-5543. Greg and Frisco, let's uh, let's get back to the palms and the banana plants. Um the palms, I think, if you could have them ground out, would be your best bet. If there's a way to pull them out with a with a, uh, are are they dead and rotted, or are they are they just not where you want them? No, Neil. And just before before we go any further, I, I've actually um, I've had arborological services come out. Uh, there were there were three really large ones, probably about four or five feet in diameter. Ooh, uh, they're wow. they're they're not the typical palm that grow tall. They grow they're a ground palm. Okay. So they they are gonna they are gonna remove those um, by stump grinding and taking them out. I'm talking about I've got some smaller ones that are planted on the other side that I'm trying to get out myself. But now that you said 
I really don't have many options. I'll just add that to the list when they come out. I think that's the easiest thing to do. It's amazing to watch yep. that thing operate. Good, good, good. Well, and then the other, the other thing while we're on the palms, really quick, uh, the one that I mentioned that's about four feet in diameter, it's right next to a lace bark elm that's about, I don't know, a good 12 inches in diameter and 25 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any kind of caution you think I, I need around that in terms of the root system and how how far is it away from the palm? Probably about two feet. Yeah. Two feet away from the base. Well, let me let me put it this way. Anything I would say on a phone call pales by comparison to what arborological services will say standing there looking at the two trees. <laughs> Agree. I, I get Agreed. no vote. <laughs> right. They'll they'll right. do you right. I, I will tell you that just in in general terms that lace bark elms are notoriously weak rooted weakly rooted and and they do lean and and i just uh, not my favorite tree because they do lean and and they also had some trouble with the cold weather last year if yours is not having any trouble with that then hallelujah um no, beautiful tree actually no yeah they are when they when they do well they are beautiful but yeah. uh, no i i just put that in in their hands Okay, I, and I am, by the way. They, they're taking care of all the fertilization, uh, insect treatments, everything on all the trees on my property, so I can't... Nobody is better. About. You're in good hands. Nobody That's is good. better. That's yeah. correct. Um, the, the last thing I had for you was on the back side of the pool around the waterfall in the general area of the pool. Uh, the previous owners had, uh, I call them, um, banana trees. I, I don't know what, they're, what the typical... Uh, name is for them, but uh, some are about as tall as I am, about five, a little over five feet. Mm-hmm. Um, some are smaller. You know, with the cold, they've all uh, they're all dying back to the ground. Sure. So I don't have any experience with those type of plants. So what I want to know is, um, is that a good choice? Uh, I know they're going for the tropical look. I really don't care. But in terms of long term planning, uh, am I okay leaving those in there? Should I go with something else in the back? I think that's totally a matter of your own uh, preference visually. They do very well in that setting. They will not do anything to damage any of the any of the surface or the pool equipment or anything else. Um, and they will die to the ground each winter with the first freeze. Um, and uh, uh, what I would do if if you are going to leave them is just get all that debris out of the way if you haven't already, and then come uh, mid March or so put the same fertilizer on them that you put on your lawn, obviously without any kind of weed killer in it, and water it in really well so it doesn't get into the pool, and and, uh, they'll respond to that. You want leaves, which is what you want on turf grass. And uh, and it'll take right off. Now that's that. Let me let me back up. And for people who are listening, that is too early to fertilize your lawn, but it's a good time to get the the, the uh, uh, banana trees off to a good start. Maybe end of March, um, and and get them. Neil, 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 in terms of the debris, though, it, it, it's turning into kind of like a mush. So the leaves it does. and everything kind of collapse. So yeah, how do I? Does. I mean, do I do I cut it or what do I do? Well, usually what happens with bananas and cannas, which are, are not necessarily related, but they act the same way. They have great big leaves, and with that first hard freeze, they will just turn to mush. Let that dry for a week or so, and then usually you can go out there with shears of some kind and just trim them and, and leave a little bit of the stubble there, just a, a few inches of the stubble, um, okay. and, and it'll be fine. Usually there isn't any mush after it, it dries and drain, drains and dries for uh, a week or so. Okay, should I put put mulch over the top of that, or just leave them alone? It's a good idea. If you if you uh, had had mulch over them last winter, it might have made a, a bit of a difference in how much uh, they how many survived and how well they took off in the spring. Uh, if they made it through without any mulch over the top, then hallelujah, you you were lucky. Uh, I'd, I'd be careful if, if this is near the pool uh, that you don't put a, a mulch in that might wash into the pool and make a mess. But otherwise, sure. yeah, mulch is a good idea over bananas. Okay. Well, appreciate your help on both uh, questions. Thank All you. right. Well, thanks for waiting on me, too, through the newscast. Oh. Appreciate that very You're much. Welcome. Thank you, sir. Yep. All right. All right, folks, here is, uh, here is where we stand. The uh, score is open lines three, uh, callers waiting on hold, zero. So you read between those lines. I'd like to have some calls right now. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Uh, Mike Bass, my, my producer, my screener, my phone caller, 
everything in my life right now is pulling his hair out because everybody will call at the very same time. That's just tough time to be the, the producer of the program. But uh, that's, that's why I like Mike, because he's so good. 888-787-5543. I'm going to take a break. And while I'm doing my ads, hopefully you'll be making your call. I hope you will. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening now in its fifth printing, your go-to garden reference. And, uh, you know, if you're into vegetable gardening, I worked a long time on the vegetable chapter of the book, and you'll find it to be really helpful. There's a, there's a chart in that chapter uh, that I think you'll find very helpful because it tells you how many, uh, how many ounces or pounds of seed to buy per 10 feet of row, how far to have the plant spaced, how far to have the rows apart, um, and so forth for every possible crop you could want to grow. That's the kind of useful information that's better to put in a chart than it is to put in a bunch of text that you have to read to figure out. It's just right there for you. Um, and, and there are similar charts on annuals and perennials. For example, on annuals, the best, uh, the best warm season annuals for the late spring, summer, and early fall. And how tall they grow, how wide they grow, what their growth form is, uh, what colors they come in, and, uh, and what months they bloom in. Are they colorful? And some plants have colorful foliage instead of flowers. And those months, you know, I have all 12 months listed just by their first initial. And those months in which the plant is colorful are bold face. So you can see exactly what months, if you're trying to plan a, a big event in your yard, you can see exactly what months those, those plants will be most dependable and so forth. That's that chart. And it also my own personal opinion of where, uh, which plants are most dependable. And uh, so you can see how tall, how wide, what colors. You can blend the colors. You can plan a year-round color program for your landscape. And that's the 100 best annuals, 120 best perennials. That's one of the charts. And uh, there are 25 multi-page charts. 840 of my best photos, 344 pages, high-quality paper, hardback, printed in San Antonio. It's on the presses right now at Clear Visions. It may be printing right now on a Saturday. Wouldn't surprise me at all. It uh, has specific chapters on the basics of gardening in Texas, a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden, four pages per month. It also then has specific chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables. Now, the book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. What that means is, where do you buy it? Well, you buy it from my website, or you call my office and buy it on the phone. Those are the two ways. The office phone number for weekday calls, 9 to 5, 800-752-GROW. And that's spelled with an O, not a zero. 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order it from my website right now. And that's at neilsperry.com. It's only $36.95, and uh, your satisfaction is completely guaranteed. And uh, that's at neilsperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. At Lance Landscape Lighting, our certified electricians and designers can upgrade your outdoor lights, even vintage fixtures, to energy-efficient LED technology with just the right balance of warm and cool lights. Lance will illuminate the distinctive features of your home from every angle, every night. Let Lance create a nightscape that no matter how you look at it, makes your home shine. Lance Landscape Lighting, we light the way you live. For more info, go to LenseLighting.com. LenseLighting.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited. Let me let me just tell you, I gave a, a gift card to Wild Birds Unlimited to 
neighbors of ours who have done so many nice favors uh, for us. They're dear friends, and they went in. They're also avid birders, but they had never been in wild birds, and they went in and came out with big eyes and saying, that place is just packed with great stuff. And I, I can't wait to get a report back on how well they do with their equipment and their supplies and other things from Wild Birds Unlimited. I know the gifts that I'm going to buy for them in the future, and they're all going to come from there. Goldfinches are starting to come into finch feeders now filled with fresh Niger uh, seed and finch mix. And we're seeing goldfinches showing up. They've just started to arrive. I'll tell you what's arrived in our yard now, and that is the uh, uh, woodpeckers. We're sitting visiting with a friend, well, with the neighbor, in fact. Uh, He came over to help the other day. And we were sitting looking out the back windows, and and I said, look there, there's a red-bellied woodpecker. There's the mate right there. And winter warblers are starting to arrive, and they were coming to suet and bark butter, high in protein and fat, juncos and other native sparrows, and lots of chickadees. It's just a great time to have your feeders up. And we have a lot of cardinals coming to our feeders now as well. If you are into birding and want to be excited by the beauty around you in the birds and hear their songs, you need to go into Wild Birds Unlimited. There are three of their stores in the DFW area, more in the D area, that uh, uh, join together to sponsor my broadcast and uh, also my electronic newsletter, eGardens. And I'll tell you where they are. Uh, one is Dallas at 5715 West Lover's Lane next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. That's just about a block west of the uh, Tollway, Dallas North Tollway. That's David's store. In McKinney, Bertie's store is at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. That's about a mile north of 121 Rayburn Tollway and very easily accessed from all over the, the Collin County area. And then the Mockingbird Lane shop in East Dallas has closed at their original location, and they will be open in just a week or two, and that one will be at 5708 Abrams Road. I don't have any word that they have opened yet, but it won't be too much longer. 5708 Abrams Road might be worth checking to see if they might be open yet. They're going to have a nice big parking lot and great things. Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. We're your source of those great lawn and garden products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. All right. Thank you, Mike, very, very much. And we go back to our phone lines. Let's go to Stephen. Thank you, by the way, for filling the phone lines, folks. I, uh, I put a plea out, and you answered the plea. Thank you. Let's go to Stephen in Grapevine. Stephen, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, Neil. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I had a question about my crepe myrtles. Um, I've got several crepe myrtles in my uh, backyard and on my side yard. And after last year's freeze, I thought that I was going to lose all of them like several of my neighbors did. Uh, but not, uh, what happened was they all came back. Um, so it turned out great. The problem is, is the ones on my side yard, my crepe myrtles on my side yard, they really took off well, and they've gotten huge and real tall and all that. And the ones in my back, or against my back fence, they have bloomed, they bloomed and all that over the summer and, and stuff like that, spring, summer, came back. But they just stayed the same height, and they really just kind of looked still sick. So okay. as I was looking, and I kind of didn't pay enough attention to it like I should have, but as I looked at the ones that weren't doing as well, they had all these white spots, unlike the ones on my side yard, going all the way up the tree. And my two questions was, what is that, and is that what's causing them not to take off like the other crepe myrtles in my yard? Good for you for uh, separating the two questions. Uh, number one, uh, that is probably crepe myrtle bark scale. If you will go to the website, crepe, C-R-A-P-E, crepe myrtle trails.org, um, and then, and then click on, uh, on, uh, basic care and then pest management or pest control or whatever it is. I wrote most of the information on that website. That's for our crepe myrtle trails of McKinney, crepe myrtle trails.org. Trails. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, you'll see photos of, uh, the crepe myrtle bark scale. Um, okay. It, 
it has very at various times since 2004 when they were first uh, seen in the United States. Uh, it has at various times been uh, really bad. Um, the the only really bad overall year was 2007. Uh, but there are individual plantings and neighborhoods that have had really bad years on and off through that time, and that's probably what happened to those plants. Uh, they may or may not come back and, and be a, a problem in, in future years. I've, I've seen plants that had them, and then uh, something that I'll explain in just a moment uh, took care of them, and, and they haven't been seen on those plants again since. Um, okay. So that's one possibility. Uh, there is a, a, a predator uh, called the twice-stabbed ladybug or ladybird beetle that uh, just devours the crepe myrtle bark scale. It's a ladybug that is black with two orange spots on its back, twice-stabbed okay. ladybug. And a, a very pretty little insect. And, and uh, at this time of year, it doesn't look exactly like that. If you want to see what it looks like at this time of year, go to my my website to neilspray.com and and click on e-gardens and look at this week's e-gardens if you if you already subscribed to it you can look at it um, and you'll see that question what are these insects on my crypt myrtle trunks and okay. uh, you'll see the overwintering larval form of of the uh, ladybugs they don't look anything like ladybugs and if you ever okay. see those then leave them alone because they are very beneficial. All right, so that's that okay. that can happen. If it doesn't happen then about the middle of May, you would want to put a soil drench of imidacloprid. That's a systemic insecticide, the most common insecticide in the world, really. And each of the Ace Hardware stores that that uh, sponsors me will have it. So will uh, independent nurseries, even the box stores have that, but I really obviously would rather have you go to Ace or to right. a nursery, uh, but that's imidacloprid, I-M-I-D-A-C-L-O-P-R-I-D, middle of May, okay. it's a soil drench that goes in on the ground around each plant. It's a little bit pricey, okay. and hopefully the ladybugs will take care of it. Now, as to why they are sparse, that would be cold damage, and you'll see also in that basic care part of, uh, uh, of, of the website how to prune crepe myrtles, and one of the one of the aspects of pruning is what do you do if you have freeze damage or if if some person before you top their crepe myrtles, uh, how can you restore the natural growth form? And in both cases, uh, it it is sometimes prudent to cut them to the ground and let them regrow. And that may that may even trump the need to to treat right now. You may get rid of them that way uh, by if huh. you, if you if you end up having to cut the plants to the ground and then retraining the new growth, you'll always have regrowth. They'll come okay. back vigorously with new sprouts, and maybe you just keep those clean of the scale insects. Huh. My, my okay. answer my answer went all around Mars here, and the the real yeah. answer may have been right at the end there, where you cut all the old growth off anyway, and and uh, and send it to, to the landfill, and and uh, then just right. protect the new growth. Oh, huh, okay. Well, you gave me a lot of good information. I just thought it was very strange because it was so different from the ones on the side of the house to the back of the fence. So, One of the things okay. that we are trying to analyze at our World Collection Park where we are, are seriously, in, intensely trying to get all of the known varieties side by side, one of the things we're trying to analyze is there a difference between varieties on their susceptibility to crepe myrtle bark scale. And I've kind of had the sneaking suspicion uh, that is far from being proven that the Indian varieties, Indian tribal name varieties like, uh, uh, well, any of the ones, there are 29 of them, uh, from Muscogee to Tuscarora to Natchez and all the rest of those, uh, seem to be more susceptible than the old Indica varieties that we had before them. And uh, oh, okay. so that, that might Very explain the difference. Yeah, that might explain the difference. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. More than you wanted down, to so know. Yep. It. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. John in, Val- in Dallas and Lisa in Valley Ranch, I will come to you john i really need to talk to you don't don't leave he wants information on planting weeping willows let me tell you about arborological services and uh, these are the experts that your trees deserve nobody in in texas 
has a better tree service company than Arborological Services. It just doesn't exist. That's that's my own opinion. That is totally a matter of opinion. There probably are some really great companies outside this market. I know Dallas-Fort Worth pretty well. Uh, maybe in Houston, San Antonio, maybe somewhere out there there's another company that would rival them, but, man, I don't know it. And uh, I just know how really good Steve Hauser and his team uh, is, are, the whole batch of them. They're great people. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists. They And, and that means a lot. This is a, a licensure level that shows that they know what they're talking about with with trees. They know what they're doing. They have people who have competed in the Texas State tree climbing championship that's tough they are they are told to climb and they're given an assigned uh, uh, route you have to go up there over there do this do that there are judges sitting in the tops of these 60 foot trees judging them if you do something that is unsafe you are instantly disqualified and um, uh, it is done on a timed basis on skill level basis and they have an 11-time winner, Miguel Pastanez. Uh, he's one of their, their lead uh, foremen. And, in fact, he leads his team to our house. He's, he does the trees at our house. And uh, they, have, they, they just have an incredible team. He has even been the North American champion, tree climbing champion. And, you know, you leave Texas where the tree, big trees are 60 or 70 feet tall, and yeah, you go up into the Pacific Northwest, and suddenly you're climbing a tree that's 200 feet tall. Oh, Miguel. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is a great company. So for all those reasons, for any kind of tree care, whether it's just basic or whether it's something pretty heroic, you need Arborological Services, 866-552-7267. Now, they are strictly a DFW area company, and uh, that's why they're good. They just picked out their territory, and they are staying in their territory. 866-552-7267, arborological.com. A-R-B-O-R, you know what that is, that means about trees, I-logical, arborological, it's a forestry term, arborological services, arborological.com. When you wake up, the crisis at the border, when you work, reopening our economy, when you drive home, this escalation of violence, what's happening right now, all day, update your day at the top and bottom of each hour, keep myself as updated as possible, on Real News and Information, 570. KLIF, KLIF.com. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. Mueller's been producing quality steel buildings, quality metal roofing, right here in Texas for 90 years. Well, now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble, bolt together greenhouses come in five sizes. From six by nine, that's not going to be big enough. You don't want that. You want a big one, 12 by 21. They feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. That's MuellerInc.com, Mueller Greenhouses. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. I have two trees that you really need to know about I wanted to talk about today. Ginkgos are a throwback to another era of the world. They're found in fossil records. One of the most primitive trees with their flattened leaves suggesting an evolutionary fusing of needles of cone-bearing trees. Ginkgos grow very slowly in North Texas. You should be sure to specify a male fruitless variety. The only way to ensure that is to buy a budded variety. Fall color is the most exquisite buttery yellow of any tree. 
tree, ginkgos. They're wonderful, but they are slow-growing. And then for a large, coarse-textured tree, there's just nothing any better than bur oak. It's an unsung hero in the tree world. More and more people are using it. One local arborist, whom I respect very greatly, has said it's the best of the fast-growing shade trees. It does grow pretty quickly for an oak. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Gee, I wonder who that uh, respected arborist might be. I wonder. <laughs> Steve Hauser. Let me uh, also tell you, I have two ginkgo trees. We have three now. I have a young one. But we have two that we've had for about uh, 10 or 12 years and one for 35 years. And I am so enamored with our ginkgo trees. Love those trees. They are winter hardy to... I think 20 below zero or more, and so that's not a problem, and they are just beautiful. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. You know what sets Ace apart is when you walk in the door, they are there to greet you. And it's it's not like they, they follow you around and track you. They let you shop, but they want to make sure when you come in that, that you're not looking for something very specific that you'll need help with because if you are they want to help you if you just want to browse and and look at paint colors and and think and dream they're happy to let you do that and then when you need the help they're there to help you ace is the place with what's that next word helpful hardware folks and they are i love shopping at ace hardware because they have a wonderful selection of quality products and they have the people who are, are there and available to you. We've all had the experience of going into stores where you have to look for help. And, and then they say, I'm sorry, I work in another department. Or I'm sorry, uh, I'm just getting off duty. Or I'm you know, whatever. Not helpful. With Ace, it's not going to work that way at all. These are great people, local experts with trusted advice that you can rely on. And the odds are that the owner of the Ace Hardware store in your town also is serving on the PTA committee or also is serving at the church or also is serving uh, on a little league committee or whatever. These are people involved with your community. That's why Ace is so special. So, Get in the habit of shopping at Ace Hardware for all of your hardware and paint and houseware and garden needs. The whole works. Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks. It's a non-stop news cycle. A preliminary voting report shows the Boy Scouts of America bankruptcy reorganization plan has failed to win support from tens of thousands of men who say they were sexually abused as children. If you look at other countries, South Africa, United Kingdom, once it peaked, Omicron dropped quickly. Let's hope we drop quickly. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. My newsletter is eGardens. We started it 18 years ago. That's a long time, and it has been very successful. We have about eight, about almost 80,000 subscribers now. A subscription doesn't cost you anything. It never has. Always free, always will be. It comes from my computer. Gretchen puts it together for me, and then it comes through constant contact directly to your email. I will never give or sell your email address to anybody. In fact, I don't know if you have subscribed. To unsubscribe, it's a very simple thing, and I don't know if you leave. Uh, So, you know, I don't mean to sound aloof about it, but it's just yours to do. And I will never send you a spam, anything. You know, because you're a subscriber to eGardens, thought you'd like to know these nine things are available to you. No, don't do that. So if you'd like to have a, a, a an electronic newsletter that will have five stories each week, one of them being a featured plant of the week, a featured question of the week, gardening this weekend with the outstanding things, the most uh, important things for that weekend, that's what eGardens is all about. This week coming up, you're going to have a great story by Diane Sitton on roosters in your landscape. Not living cock-a-doodle-doing roosters, but garden art roosters. Beautiful garden art. Oh, I love eGardens. If you want to see what it looks like, go to neilsperry.com and then click on the eGardens tab, and you'll see the most recent issue. But that's also where you can sign up. Neil Sperry's eGardens 
at neilsperry.com. I'm Dan Meyer from Salina Ace Hardware. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, who's there to answer your questions. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Much that is one of the nicest hardware stores you've ever been in, and I asked Dan what he had done before he went into into the hardware business, and I don't know that he necessarily wants me repeating that here, but but it's a marketing background with a big national corporation. I'll just leave it at that. He understands what he's doing, and he brought that with great knowledge, uh, with great uh, uh, obvious experience to that store. It's just a great store. Let's go to John in Dallas. John, this is Neil. Thanks for waiting. How can I help you? Yes, sir. I uh, happen to notice across this street from me on this cul-de-sac, um, that my neighbor a couple of years ago he planted a weeping willow. He's he's got soppy areas of his front yard, and I've got a big backyard that is soppy. The drainage is still not correct. It was there's even soft spots that you you know you're walking, and all of a sudden you're down two or three inches. Uh, and so I was thinking uh, he put a weeping willow back there to I guess soak up the excess moisture, and I was thinking about doing the same. And he also put in uh, three of these, uh, oh, I don't know, they're northern Italian sort of cylindrical pine trees. They just go straight up, you know, decorative, I guess they're pine trees. Probably Italian cypress. Yeah, yeah, that one sounds good. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, you sound, you sound it, like I just sold you on a bill of goods there. <laughs> no, no, there's, there's several people out here that put them up, and they, they uh, put up with the tornado that wrapped down the street here. There's, you got, they got a little ragged, but mm-hmm. did, did a lot better than the countries. Yeah. So I was going to kind well, of sound you out on these two. All right. Well, first of all, I will tell you that uh, it's not really fair to judge uh, plants by a tornado. Uh, <laughs> pecans remain a, a good choice uh, yeah. for the right setting. You have to have a big yard, and you have to have the right spot for a pecan. I got that. Uh, Italian, Italian cypress, if that's what it was, would not be on my list of recommended plants ever. Um, mm. Number one, they're hard to use visually because they're so striking in their... Uh, in their um, uh, in their appearance, it's kind of like, and and there are places where they are correct, where they look right, and I've always said that if you go into a mountainous area like Southern California or El Paso, Italian cypress look at home there. The architecture is right, the mountains in the background make them look right, uh, but but in our area. To my eye, at least, they, they just don't look right, and especially if people use them on both sides of the front door, they end up looking like a goalpost. But oh, no. The, 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 the other comment I would use is uh, they are so dramatic, it's kind of like using a bright red um, uh, leather couch in the living room. It might be great in some living rooms, but it would be hard to use in most. And, and that's the way Italian cypress are. But there's an even bigger issue, John, and that is that they have a fatal disease for which we have no control. Mm. Yikes. That one kind of overrides everything else. Mm. So I, I just, with ceridium canker, I, that hit them about six years ago. Uh, it had been a real problem with Leyland cypress before that, and now Arizona cypress. So all the cypresses are kind of out the window. The uh, weeping willows mm. um, are are beautiful trees. I love weeping willows. I had one right outside my bedroom window when I was growing up in College Station. But one thing that I learned, and one thing that you'll see with your neighbor's trees, they have a very short life expectancy, probably eight or ten years. And at that point, it's time to replace them. The good news is they grow rapidly, and uh, they don't cost much. You won't find them in nurseries usually. Um, or if you do, they're, they're certainly not the featured shade trees. Um, but, but they are very pretty and you'll see them used in, in good landscaping, usually around water somewhere where they're very graceful. But the people who plant them know that they're going to have to replace them in a few years because of cottonwood borers, the insect that gets into them. Mm. Um, 
So if you know that and if you have a place where, where it would grow and look right in your landscape, if it would look right at home, then that's fine. If you're only using it to get rid of excess water, then you might be better served to get a, a person who specializes in drainage in yeah. and, and let that person put uh, tiles in with a grate and it wouldn't even be noticeable at that point. So yeah, that one I have to leave up to you. Yeah, we're working on that one. Good. But I don't think I'll be here for 10 more years, so that might be just about right. Well, maybe, but then it, it becomes a liability if the thing starts to decline and you're trying to sell your house, then you have to pay to have it removed. So it, you uh, have to make that decision. I like weeping willows. We have only one tree that has a shorter life expectancy, so they're at the at the top of the short life expectancy list. Okay. Thanks a lot, Neil. Yeah, I, I don't know that anything I delivered is worth a thank you, but anyway, I appreciate your call. Thanks for calling. Let me go to Lisa in Valley Ranch. Lisa, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon. It's always so nice to listen to you. You have such a pleasant voice, and you're well, so positive. You. Well, thank you. Thank you. So what can I do for somehow you? fall escaped from me, and I completely forgot to prune down the hydrangea on my side yard. And I'm wondering if it's something I should go ahead and prune down close to the ground. How close to the ground? Can what I help kind of hydrangea, Lisa? Which kind? Oh, okay. I honestly don't know. It was here when I bought the house. Describe the flowers to me. Um, kind of a pinkish color. All right, that would be a that would be a mop head or or florist hydrangea, and honestly, you prune those right after they bloom. You would not want to prune them in the fall or winter. Oh, okay. Yeah, they need to bloom on on growth that they made the prior year. We didn't have any great number of hydrangeas bloom this past year because of the freeze, um, which did the pruning for us in February. Mm-hmm. So no, you if you've had any freeze damage this winter, you can prune out dead wood. But right. don't don't do any reshaping and major pruning until after their bloom in the spring. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You betcha. It. You betcha. Now, the counter to that would be for anybody who has oak leaf hydrangea, the very woody, shrubby hydrangea. I have a lot of those. Uh, they're a lot easier to grow in the in the Blackland Prairie. Um, those can those can be pruned a little bit in the winter to get rid of the old flower heads. Um and uh, they'll still bloom. They bloom on, on new growth that comes out in the spring. So anyway, hopefully that will be of help to other people. Uh, John and Irving, if you'll wait, I'll come right to you. Let me get this last break out of the way. Uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening now in its fifth printing, your go-to gardening reference. If you're trying to get things back in order for the springtime, you're saying, man, my landscape is just in the pits after last year. Well, maybe this is the time you get the book and you start laying your plans for spring plantings. And uh, I'll be sending the books out on uh, probably on Tuesday. Uh, I'll be signing uh, Sunday and tomorrow night and Monday. And we'll get them to the post office Tuesday morning. Get the labels on them on Monday and to the post office Tuesday. This is small business America, folks. And I'm not going out into big crowds of public, so I'm doing most of this work myself. This book covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. And so wherever you can hear me, this book will pertain on landscapes, lawns, annual and perennial flowers, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in here. Chapter 2 specifically I'll call your attention to is that 48-page calendar. You wonder what you need to get done in January. You just look. right. It's going to be right up front. Chapter 2. And it's January, first month of the year, and there are four pages of what you need to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray in your landscape and garden in this month we're in right now. February rolls around, just turn the page, and there's February, what you need to do in February, and so forth. And uh, 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. I'm having it printed as the other five printings in San Antonio by Clear Visions. It'll be bound at Universal Book Bindery in downtown San Antonio. I chose not, and I chose early in the game, not to have the book printed out of country. It just didn't seem right to have it say made in China, printed in China, and then be be called Lone Star Gardening. I wanted it to say, in fact, this book is being printed and bound within about 10 uh, minutes of the Alamo, 
That's like, that's kind of cool, don't you think? I sign every copy as it sells. The book is not on Amazon, and it's not in bookstores, not in nurseries, not in anything. It's in my garage, and that's where I do my signing. Then we take them to the post office, and that's the reason I didn't want to put it out in stores or on Amazon. I wanted to be able to sign them. It's thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. I guarantee your satisfaction with the book, even if I've signed it to you personally. Not a problem. If you're not happy, you get your money back. Simple as that. 73,000 copies sold and signed and not one request for a refund to date. So, here's the way you order it. Since it's not in stores, not on Amazon, you have to either call my office or go to my website. The office phone number, Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. FoundationRepairs.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. Normally at this time, I would be going to Tommy to do a birding feature, and we'd be talking about migrating birds, things of that sort. He is our pastor at First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, but Tommy had a funeral to do for um, for Don Dozier, former mayor of the city of McKinney, at 1 o'clock today, and, and uh, so we'll try to catch up with Tommy another week here. Don was a good friend of ours and, and uh, did a lot of good things for the city of McKinney. So it's always sad when you lose a leader. We've uh, lost uh, Bill Whitfield, another former mayor, six or seven weeks ago. And uh, he was on our board of the Great Myrtle Trails of McKinney, Bill was. So anyway, that's uh, two major losses in our city. This is just a tough time, and you know, as you as you get older, you begin to lose your friends. And uh, Lynn heard her grandfather say that to her many years ago, and we're now experiencing that. So, thank you, Tommy. By the way, if you want to join Tommy and his live stream service, that's what I that's what we're doing now, right now, still doing that. Uh, it's at sharingtheheart.org on Sunday mornings at ten o five. He does four services on Sunday mornings, but uh, the live stream is at at ten o five sharingtheheart.org. Now, now, out of all that, I want to tell you about WhizQ Stone. And uh, I really enjoy telling you about this fine company. And uh, they are at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. This may not be the day that you go there, but set a day aside. Sometime they're open Monday through Saturday, and uh, they would love to see you come in. They're in Southeast Fort Worth, I mean way south and way east. Uh, in Fort Worth, 817-429-0822. I'll give you that again in in, in a minute uh, because I need to tell you what you're going for, and that'll get you more excited. The uh, website is whiz-q.com. It's WhizQ Stone. They have 22 acres of glorious and beautiful stone of all kinds, from decorative gravel all the way up to big landscape boulders as big as your car. They have everything in between. They have retaining wall stone. They have paving stones for pathways and for uh, garden walks, even driveways. They have uh, decorative boulders. I mentioned that. They have uh, river rock and uh, just anything you might want. That's uh, pay, uh, that's uh, WhizQ stone. They have paved stone, interlocking concrete pavers as well. And they'll help you. Uh, determine how much you need if you'll take the measurements. If you say, well, I need the retaining wall to be 26 feet long and 18 inches tall, 
then they'll tell you how many tons of stone that would be. And they deliver anywhere you can hear me. Whiz-Q.com. Again, they're at 4501 East Loop 820 South. They're open Monday through Saturday. And uh, that is 817-429-0822. Mike and Derek Wisnant, a father and son team, second and third generations in that business. Whiz-Q Stone. Tell them I was bragging about them, and uh, you'll see what nice people they are at Whiskey Stone in Fort Worth. I'm Scott from Liquid Ace Hardware in Dallas. When you need reliable, localized help for those gardening products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Scott, very, very much. And we go back to our last call for today. That will be John in Irving. John, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, Neil. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, my question uh, is about um, tea olive or sweet olive um, bushes that we have in the uh, back. I, I put them in a few um, years ago, but they got hit um, pretty hard um, by the freeze last year. And this is a, um, uh, I think it's a footing zoo variety. Um, but I saw just uh, here in the last week or so, the leaves were kind of browning again and um, now they're on the south side of the house and kind of you know protected from um, north winds and it stays you know a little bit warmer there but I guess my question is if these are um, you know not a good variety for where we are in north Texas or if that's something else um, that that could be. No that's the cold and uh, I think uh, I think uh, sweet olive the osmanthus is just going to be a problem for you in our area. The last, well, last year, last February, was monumental in, in terms of how severe that damage was and that cold. Uh, so that one is all by itself over there. This year so far has, you know, we got into the teens, um, and that was pretty severe, and especially because it had been pretty warm for a good while before it. Uh, surprisingly, the south side of a house can have a good bit of damage because plants stay warm and they heat up quickly when the sun comes out. Both of those are uh, detrimental to the plants. They stay warm too long and uh, stay vegetative too long. And so a lot of times you'll see more damage on the south side of the house than you will on the north side where it's shady, where the plants are acclimated, they're they're toughened up more, and where they don't... Uh, where they don't freeze and thaw uh, so rapidly and so especially thaw and so uh, what you might want to do because they'll make it through a lot of the winters what you might want to do is invest in frost cloth and when you hear it it's going to go below 24 degrees or 22 just throw the frost cloth up over the plants and secure it down to the soil and and uh, give them a little protection Okay, and I may do that. Are there any varieties of that would still be kind of evergreen but produce some fragrance, or are they all kind of the same regardless of the varieties? I don't don't know the winter hardiness differences on uh, sweet olives. I don't know. Uh, There aren't that many of them around. Um, I I just don't know. Can't tell you. I'd probably do some research online, and you can probably find that. But it's going to be somebody from Houston that will have done that research. i got to run. I'm out of time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next week, happy gardening.